Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, I want to talk about how we speak to our children and how often we can speak to them in ways that we would never tolerate being spoken to by someone else. Um, and we do it a lot. And so today, we're really going to think about the impact that that has on and how to respond to our kids instead of react to our kids. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Caleri. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So let's begin with this. Parenting is so hard. It really is. And, and we're, you know, trying to work and run a household and deal with finances and, you know, keep stuff running and handle homework and get everyone to bed. And we're being frontal lobes for everyone that it can be really hard. So I want to set the stage right off the bat, you know, recognizing that this is a, it's probably the hardest job you will ever do. Having said that though, we really have to think about how we speak to our kids and how often we will say things to them or shout at them or sort of one-off comments that we would be devastated if our spouse or if our siblings spoke that way to us. Um, and yet we do it all the time with our kids. So really being accountable for that, I think is really important. So the first thing to really recognize is that you know just because someone's four or eight doesn't mean it doesn't affect them the same way that it affects us. Just because they're little doesn't mean they don't feel it. So we have to think, oh, when I say that to my child, if someone said that to me, it would be incredibly hurtful. It would feel very demeaning. It would feel very humiliating. And as we sort of speak to our kids this way, we have to understand that it slowly chips away at their sense of self. And we remember that from being kids. We can still remember sometimes things that a teacher said to us or a parent said to us that just really stuck. And so we really want to be accountable for that. Now, you can always repair. So if you say something that's really not nice, you can go back and say, oh, I remember this morning when I told you to go live at the neighbor's. Oh, what a terrible thing. That must have really hurt your feelings. And I didn't actually think about how upset you were about having to wear that raincoat. You can go right back and do the repair. So that's where you have... Um, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hope here where you can sort of bring yourself back to a place where you're responding with love instead of reacting with fear. You can do a lot of, um, of repair, which is really good. But the goal obviously is to try and in the moment, um, make choices and choose words and choose a tone that is actually very teaching based instead of hurtful. And that's not easy to do, but it really is important. Um, and kids, they're sort of different to, two different types of kids, really. You've got your gladiator kids who are, you know, they're more likely to shout back and scream back and get angry back. Um, and then there's the kids who are just really quiet about it. They might not even show on their face how hurt they are. You'll think that they didn't even register, that didn't really have a huge impact on them, but it really goes in and it goes deep and it will slowly kind of chip away at their self-esteem and how they see themselves and we have a responsibility as parents to be building them up, not tearing them down. And so really being aware of that is important. 
So words and tone, um, you know, we, we are tired and we are frustrated and maybe we've held it together with one kid and then the other one comes in and starts all over again and we just snap. So there's a few things we can do. Don't forget the power of breath, of breathing, just relaxing your breath, relaxing your tongue in the bottom of your mouth, just giving your brain a signal that you're not in fight or flight. If you really don't like the sound of your voice, take a minute and just say, guys, I hate the way I'm sounding right now. I need a minute. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to do some breathing. I'm going to bring myself back to a place where I like how I sound and walk out of the room or walk to the corner of the room and just show your children that you are putting some work into emotional regulation. Because if we don't do that, they're going to look at us and think, well, she's my mom. He's my dad and he can't control himself. So how, how am I supposed to, right? So we're actually modeling from that for them that the very things we're asking them to do, calm down, think about what you say. Why would you speak to me like that? Why would you speak to your brother that way or your sister that way is impossible because we can't do it. So we have to be modeling that. Um, there's a few little hacks that you can use. You know, you can imagine that someone's actually watching you parent and listening to and watching you. That can be a, a check. Um, you know, if you really are in a place where you're frustrated and you're not liking how you've been, you know, behaving with your kids in the last little while, flip the, the record, the recording button on, on your phone, go to the recording, flip it on, not, not to play it back for your kids and go, look, look how you send it. It's literally, so, you know, you're recording yourself and you have to be accountable to yourself later. Cause you're going to listen to it that you don't, there's no other reason why you're doing it. You're literally using that as a device to control yourself. Um, those two things can be really helpful. Here's another tech. If you are shouting, if you're angry, if you're screaming and yelling and what is coming out of your mouth feels fantastic, it's wrong. You're unregulated. You're, you're reacting from a place of anger and fear. And it's not what your kids need in that moment. And it's not what you need in that moment because you're going to have all kinds of biochemicals flying around in your body, cortisol, adrenaline, um, all kinds of um, biochemistry that's not even good for you. It's not great for you at all. And it's just sort of, I call it the chain of pain. So you're going to respond to your kids that way. Then they're going to turn around and respond to each other that way. Um, they're going to turn around and talk to you that way and just keep passing the pain around like hot potato, right? So taking that moment and realizing if, if it feels great, I'm not inhibiting. You know, when you're upset with your kids, you should feel yourself going, oh, you guys, come on. Like you should actually feel your frontal lobe suppressing and inhibiting that anger. Uh, because honestly, if you, if you can't do it, your kids are going to look at you and wonder how they're supposed to do it. Um, <clears throat> don't forget how important repair is. There's two other hacks that can help here. One is, you know, if you're really angry, you can keep the affect of the anger, but change the words. So you're kind of yelling, but you're saying, I am so mad right now. There are so many things that I would like to just say, but I know once I've said them, I can't unsay them. So I'm going to try to keep them inside. Like you sort of show your kids, you're really angry, but you are doing some kind of inhibiting, but you're still getting the emotion out, which can help a little bit. That can be really powerful. Another strategy is to ride the wave, ride the emotional wave. And you can show your kids that you're doing it. So you literally say out loud, I am being hit with such a massive, intense anger wave right now. It is so big. I can feel it everywhere in my body. Just give me a second. And then actually show them that you're processing the emotion, that you're feeling it. 
you're acknowledging it and you just say to them, I'm just riding the wave. It's just peaking. Just don't try not to say anything right now because it's really peaking. And, you know, sometimes your kids will be like, okay, mommy, right? Sometimes they'll wait. Sometimes they'll provoke you, but actually show them that you're trying to ride that wave anyway, take a nice breath and then respond instead of react. These are really good tools for your children to see you using. They're learning from you. We are always teaching but they're great tools to help you regulate so that you actually don't talk to your child in ways that you would be so upset if someone spoke to you that way. Um, and we do this all the time. It's really, really important to see if we can uh, demonstrate this emotional regulation, feel better about our parenting. Remember too, that there'll be some days where you're just gonna be better at it than others. Um, every day is an opportunity to do your best and every day is a day to um, try again. And don't forget how important it is to repair. So for a deeper dive in Connected Parenting, please go to connectedparenting.com. Take advantage of our courses. Um, we go deep into the Connected Parenting methodology. It is such a beautiful way to parent and it really, really works. Um, we've got our village where parents support each other. And we've got Connected Parenting therapists in there uh, supporting people, answering parenting questions um, and practicing the calm technique, the mirroring technique, as well as all kinds of other amazing uh, parenting hacks. Um, I have my other podcast, the, the mental health comedy podcast, where I talk about strategies and tools. Mental health is a practice. We try to offer all kinds of ways to support you on your parenting journey. It can be tough out there. So thank you so much, everyone. And I will see you next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.